Welcome everyone from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Star Wars is for everyone, so pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. everyone and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This is episode number 514, Favorite Return of the Jedi Tracks. I'm as always one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Max Rebo. To my droopy McCool, we've got Carl LeClaire. <laughs> what a good comparison, Jason. Uh, I, wish I, was, uh, I wish I was as smooth as Max Rebo, but you are as McCool as droopy. <laughs> uh, well, uh, that's maybe the first time I've ever been called cool in my life. So thank you, Carl. I'll appreciate. I, I take that as a compliment. <laughs> <clears throat> but you are still droopy. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, I we're am, wrapping up. We are Return wrap- of the Jedi. We are wrapping up Return of the Jedi. It has been a wonderfully fun long month just talking return of the jedi in honor of its 40th anniversary this month um which has been super fun and being that we've kind of you know went through the movie pretty in depth with our three act look the last few weeks uh we figured the perfect way to end return of the jedi month is of course looking at the music from this movie and we both as we've talked about the last couple of weeks had the fortune of seeing return of the jedi in concert I know you went a few weeks ago there in yep. Tucson, and I just went this past weekend here in Boston. It was so good. I had such a fun time watching this movie while the orchestra played the music. Um, it just Star Wars music translates so well to a live orchestra. I mean, it makes sense. It's John Williams. It's kind of his bread and butter, and it was amazing. Yeah, it, it really was. It, it's such a, and it's such a great experience to be able to, to, you know, have all of that with the audience and the rest of the fans around you. You know, uh, we had people in costume and holding lightsabers at ours. And if you, if they weren't, you know, nearly everybody had a Star Wars t-shirt of some sort. So really, <laughs> that's nice because all- man, our audience sucked in that department. There were so few Star <laughs> Star Wars shirts or anything there. I mean, there were some, but it was very much a small smattering. Um, but uh, there was some really great cosplays. I think the local 501st was there, which was which was great. I mean, they just they really bring it. Um, and but I will say as much as their Star Wars clothing line may have been lacking, the crowd was awesome. Like people were laughing. People were cheering. It was 
incredible. I absolutely loved the experience. Yeah, it it was great. It really was fantastic. And uh, sometimes, you know, I got just caught up in the movie and other times I'm focused in and watching the the orchestra and what they're doing. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's always just a great experience. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, they start doing this with the prequels too. I know they've done it with some of the sequel movies. Um, well, I know, I know that both force awakens and last Jedi have been given these treatments. Um, they've not been, as far as I know, they've not been in my area. Um, I mean, I will go see any of these movies in this capacity because I love, yes, love, love, love the experience. Um, but yeah, I've not once seen a prequel movie done, which is disappointing because it's, uh, they're just so they're so good, and the prequels are just way better than the sequels. There, I've said it. I don't care. I'm not even slightly ashamed <laughs> of that truth. <laughs> um, both both the, musically and thematically, they're better movies. Um, the The complication with doing the prequels live like that is the chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. They probably got to figure out if they're going to try and. But do there's... a chorus if the orchestra has a chorus um if they don't you know how are they going to manage all of that you know because duel the fates uh isn't quite the same without the chorus <laughs> yeah but that's really it that's the only thing and and battle of the heroes they're the only things that really yeah. have a lot of chorus um and something i'll talk about shortly is is how you felt that with the emperor theme, not having the the chorus mm. for the emperor's theme was interesting. Um, yeah. So, but I'll talk about that in, in a little bit here. Um, but yeah, Jason, I mean, we, gosh, what a, what a great experience seeing this movie. Um, you've now seen the entire original trilogy, right? In concert. Yes, I have. I, I have seen, uh, I saw, uh, a new hope before the the pandemic shut everything down um <laughs> and then empire was uh in november of 2020 so things were barely starting to open up and everyone was all masked up and everything uh and then return of the jedi was this year um or no empire strikes back was 2021 i apologize um but yeah and then uh return of the jedi was this year and it was just nice to be able to to enjoy it all uh, each one of those movies in that experience, it, it, it's a, it's a whole other look and it makes you realize just, you know, I think the one thing I've noticed most about it is like, I'm so used to the the performance that was recorded on the soundtracks that I own that uh, sometimes I forget that every performance is just a little bit different. Um, so like there's certain things I'll, I'll hear the orchestra do that's either just a little faster or a little bit quieter or a little louder or something like that, uh, with certain things and, uh, or there's a little less emphasis, uh, based on whatever the mix is and you don't get that mix live. So, um, I think that's one of the things I notice, uh, and am reminded of is that it's always just a little bit different every time it's played. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's, you just, ex, you just experience it in a totally new way. Um, and for these movies that we've obviously seen a lot in our lives, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think any, any opportunity to kind of experience it in a new way is always exciting. Um, and, uh, that was so true. I mean, there were things, 
that I had never heard in the score before until hearing it live. And I don't know if it's because uh, just the way it's mixed. I don't know if it's just the way even, you know, with the soundtrack, you're just not hearing subtleties of certain types of instrumentation. But then there were some things that I heard that night that just like blew me. I mean, right. Like I said, anytime you see these movies and get to experience it in a new way, when you're a lifelong Star Wars fan who's consumed these movies for decades, anything that's new is beyond exciting. Like I was losing yeah. my mind at a couple of things. And the friend that I went with she was just like, you'd never heard that before. And I was like, no. <laughs> so I was just having <laughs> such a great time with it. Um, and, uh, I will say this is just a story note that I just want to note real quick before we dive into the music specifically in all the years I've seen this movie, Jason, I never heard. And it it was partly right. I'm sure they did this when you were watching the movie as well. Had they had the subtitles on, um, Mm -hmm. I never watched things with subtitles because they drive me nuts. Um, I mean, if I'm watching a foreign movie, of course I will, because I need to understand what they're saying. Um, but like anything that's in English, I just, I just don't really like subtitles. Um, but I had never noticed, and it was thanks to the subtitles being on, when Luke is getting um, attacked by the Emperor at the end of the movie. Like, I've always heard him say, like, Father, please. But I had never heard him say, help me, which just, like, blew my mind. It just <laughs> – it made me so excited because I was like, this isn't just him pleading, but, like, saying, help me. It's like he really thinks that he can and that he will. Like, it's so beautiful. Um, it just – Oh, gosh. And when I got home that night, I watched that scene over and over again. And I was like, now I can't not hear it. And I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, it, it is a scene that's, you know, has a lot of sound happening in it. So, you know, Luke is yelling. You know, there's just lots of just yelling. Um, and he has helped me in the middle of like a, a scream, basically. Uh, and then, of course, the music is going, the lightning is going, Palpatine's cackling like a madman. Well, not really, but he looks like he is. Um, you know, it, it's all just swelling. So, you know, I'm not, you know, it's not terribly surprising that you might miss something like that. But it is always fun when you discover something new in a 40-year-old movie. Yeah. So- <laughs> yeah, it's so great. Um well, let's let's dive into some of our favorite tracks here, Jason. But I'm going to kick things off with a couple of things that stood out to me because of the experience of seeing it in concert. And these are tracks that I've, while I've always, I mean, Return of the Jedi is one of my favorite scores, period, in Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. There were a couple of pieces of music that I have gained a whole new appreciation for because of hearing them live. Um, and the first one I want to point out, uh, and, and just so folks know who are listening, Jason and I are using the the 1997 special edition two CD release of the soundtrack. That's kind of where we're pulling from. The, Jason, this is the score I essentially consumed the most growing up. I assume the same yes. true for you. Um, yes. So this is the score we're pulling from. Um, so, yeah, that's that's just for working sense. That's where we're going from here. Um, and this is one of the bonus tracks, uh, bonus insofar as like uh, – it had never been released before, but it's the track Ewok Feast. Um, and it's the music that's being played when they're brought into the village. Um, hearing this live was so cool. Uh, I don't know enough 
about <laughs> separate instruments and whatnot in orchestral music. Um, but what was really cool is the friend I was with, she was in marching band like all through high school and stuff. So she kept like shouting out the instruments to me, which just made me really happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, this particular track, Ewok Feast, is just super fun and it was super awesome hearing it live. And I don't know if it's xylophones or what those like uh, wood instruments are that they play with a mallet. Um, but it just has such a really cool groove to it. And while it was being played that night at the concert, I'm like, I never heard it quite like this. And in all honesty, I prefer it in its live version to even what we have on the score. Um, but it's a great piece of music. It has a really cool rhythm section to it because it's so percussive heavy. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it is technically a piece of source music, right? It is it is implied that this music is actually being heard by our characters when they're brought into the village. Um, and there's just mm-hmm. something super indigenous about it, right? I mean, it's very woodwind heavy, very percussion heavy. Um, it just elicits this sense of um, of an indigenous culture. Uh, so uh, I really love this piece of music. And it was super fun grooving out to it uh, at the concert. Yeah. The, the crazy thing is that the in when it's played live in concert is that all of the Ewok source music is played live by mm-hmm. the orchestra. And it's just so cool. Like that's one of the most standout things about, about going to see return of the Jedi in concert. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so good. <laughs> um, the, the next, the next track I just want to point out and I've always enjoyed this and you actually don't get a concert version of this on the two CD set, um, but it is on other releases of of Star Wars music. Um, but it's just the theme for Jabba, um, and I am pulling this from the from the track Han Solo Returns at the two two minute forty seven second mark is where you start to hear it. Um, but my goodness, the tuba is the perfect instrument to solo on a theme for Jabba the Hutt. Uh, I mean, it's, I don't know. There's just something like bassy and chunky about it. And just the timber of Jabba's theme. It's, it's really fun because, because it's being played on a horn. It's on, like I said, the trombone there. Um, excuse me, the tuba, not the trombone. Uh, it, it, it almost has this sense of like, I don't know, like, Corpulence. Yeah, yeah, and it and it it almost seems heroic in its own way, right? Jabba probably sees himself as cor- sort of a hero, um, <laughs> but there's also something silly and goofy about it. Like he is a mm-hmm. he is a king. He has this royal bearing to him, but he's also kind of a slob. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. um, so here you get the tuba, <laughs> right? You get the tuba, Jabba. <laughs> Congratulations, uh, that is your instrument, and it is. Uh, I mean, it's the biggest of the horns, so it makes sense to to have uh, that theme played on a tuba for for Jabba. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and and like I said, I mean, you, you hear this, you hear his his theme played a lot throughout the beginning of the movie, but just like hearing it in concert was, oh, it was just really, really, really cool. Um, Every time it came up and and that's the thing, right? I think that was one of the advantages of getting to see this thing and and experience it in concert is the fact that every time his theme is being played, like I just felt like I noticed it more like it 
it is used a lot in the beginning of this movie while they're at Jabba's palace, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's a really fun theme. I really enjoy it. Um, and then the last yeah. one I want to point out before uh, we dive in more specifically to our list is, of course, the Emperor theme. Um, and this is, of course, a piece of music that's used a lot throughout Return of the Jedi. Um, but I will say this, Jason, kind of to the point you were making earlier and we were talking about not having a choir for this live really made it feel different. Um <laughs> I don't want to say, like, it wasn't bad. It definitely wasn't as good uh, because I do think the men's choir just adds something so ominous and creepy and scary to it. Um, yeah. But even the instrumentation of it is is creepy. It's 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 still like a very much like a, a horror type film uh, piece of music. Um, it's I mean, I kind of like the cadence of it. Oh. Right, like it, like yeah. kind of rocks back and forth, almost like it's lulling you into a, a false sense of safety. But it's like, no, no, he's lulling you in so that he can possess you. Right? It's the it's yeah. the theme of the devil. It's the, you know, there's that a little bit of that DS era in there. It's the, you know, it's 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 mm-hmm. a it's a, a, a demonic type sound to it. Um, but yeah, but like I insinuated, you know, I mean, not having the choir there was was interesting um, because it adds so much. And, you know, insofar as releasing of Star Wars movies, this is the first ever piece of Star Wars music to have a choir. Um, You know, none of the other themes up till Return of the Jedi ever had any choirs in them. So it's pretty awesome that John Williams chooses to have this kind of very spooky sounding men's choir to accompany the Emperor. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's really great. But yeah, it 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 hits just a little I'm not gonna necessarily say worse. It's just different uh when it's played live without the without the cor- the chorus and the choir there. So um but yeah, the when it's in the movie and on the soundtrack with the choir, I, it's just that just gives it a little extra punch that I think uh makes it puts it over the edge, shall we say. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, those were the, those were the tracks I wanted to point out specifically in light of the experience of seeing it in concert. Um, but let's get into our kind of formal, formal favorites here, Jason, um, from Return of the Jedi. Uh, so where are you taking us first? Well, uh, the first one I'm going to talk about, uh, we're going to stick around in Jabba's palace and we're going to listen and rock out to Jedi rocks. <laughs> uh, I, I know there's the heated controversy between Jedi Rocks versus Lapti Neck. Uh, I was introduced to Return of the Jedi in the special editions. Jedi Rocks was the first thing I, I was introduced to with this scene. I've always liked it. I've always thought the band uh, with uh, with you know Ja Yauza and. and Everyone there was just hilarious. I thought it was funny. Um, and it kind of rocks in a way that amuses me. So I don't have a ton to say about it, except that I enjoy it. And I think it's I think it's funny. Um, and whenever it plays, you will hear, well, not hear, you will see me 
uh, lip syncing to Jai Yauza's part. <laughs> so is Jai Jai is the guy that looks like uh, the honeycomb guy, right? Right, right. He's he's the uh, the little guy that runs up into the camera and goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you just see all the way down to his you know tonsils, and it's like that's not attractive, but thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. The. Uh, it's 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 so funny, Jason. It's just been so long since this has been with us. Um, I I I'm so past the point at this point in my Star Wars fandom that I could care less about arguing points of differences between the '97 special editions and the originals because um, <laughs> they've they've lived in my experience of Star Wars far longer than the originals. Um, uh-huh. And. Uh, I love both of those tracks for different reasons. Uh, Jedi Rocks yeah. is great. Lapty Neck is great. Um, I think I still think in the film Lapty Neck works better for me, but don't care enough to really make a difference. Listening to them separately, they're very different pieces of music that are both hella fun. Um, yeah. And I think Jedi Rocks works so well just because. Um, you know, I mean, Jabba likes this piece of music so much that he immediately wants it on a repeat. And that's something I was thinking when I was watching the movie in the in the concert. And of course, this was a piece of music that was certainly not covered by the orchestra. Um, right. Which it, I was also super curious. And I remember asking you before I went, I was like, oh, my gosh, do they play Jabba's Baroque recital live? And you're like, I honestly don't remember. Um, they did not, which also made sense. No. Um, but uh yeah, what, but what I was thinking is, is when Java's like, "Ah, oh, that was great, do it again." It's like this is what it would have been like in like an actual kingly court, right? Like when you had your jester playing music or your, you know, your your personal live band. That was your repeat button. Is you just told him to do it yeah. again. <laughs> it just it gives it this yeah. sense of we know Java has a built-in jukebox because we see the the um. Rodian, who looks exactly like Greedo, when R2 and 3PO come in, like he's clearly selecting music on what looks like a jukebox. Mm. But uh, Jabba probably still prefers to have live music because that's a sign of power and prestige. So Jedi Rocks is this kind of fun ditty that he he enjoys so much that he uh, he wants to slap his tail to it uh, on repeat. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love it. I love that. that. That's his repeat button. Do it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So <sighs> another uh, to mix franchises. Um, all right. What about you? What's the first one you're going to take us to? <laughs> um, well, I believe this is also on your list. Um, let me just hold on. Cause this one actually requires me to queue it up really quick. Here we go. It is three PO's bedtime story, um, which is of course a scene we deeply love here in the office. Jason. Yes. Um, and musically it's great. Uh, because it's, and you told me before I went, you're like, heads up, they play 3PO's bedtime story live. And I was so excited about it. Um, and it was amazing to hear it. But what I love about this piece of music so much, just like I love the scene so much is it's a retelling of our story up to this point, right? Like this is, this is a myth within a myth. It's 3PO telling us the story to kind of recap us. The music is doing the same thing. We get the Imperial March, we get the Force theme, we get the Luke Skywalker Rebel theme. It's all the themes we have come to know and love. We get Han and Leia's theme in it, but they're played in kind of this fairy tale like way. 
right? So it's the music itself is telling us the story we've been on using all the themes we know, but the orchestration is very fairy tale like, and I absolutely love that about this piece of music. Yeah, absolutely. This is the next one I was going to talk about too. So, uh, perfect timing, Carl. Uh, <laughs> it's like you planned that or something. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, it's uh, it, it really is great. And for all the reasons that you just said, I, I don't have too much else to say about it. But I do just love the fact that uh, there's this this whimsical, uh, you know, retelling of the themes, the musical themes uh, there as 3PO is telling the bedtime story. And it's sort of in this just, you know, to putting it back in the movie, it's in sort of this kind of nebulous area of is this source music or is this uh for us you know mm-hmm. and it it kind of straddles that idea i think um and it remains a little nebulous just just to keep us keep us guessing um which adds another layer of fun to it i think in my opinion yeah i don't think it's source music i i think that's there for the audience um i, I think so but I like the idea that perhaps it could be source music. <laughs> sure. Wouldn't make any sense, but <laughs> no, no, but it's a fairy tale. So, right. you know, it doesn't have to quite make sense. <laughs> yeah. But I think because of the way it's being played, John Williams is giving us the emotional response to hearing a fairy tale. I mean, that's just the brilliance of John Williams. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, so what about you? What's what's the next one you want to bring up? Because yeah. uh, we both had that one. Yeah. So uh, the next one for me is a track from late in the movie called Leia's News Light of the Force, which is the scene towards the end of the movie when uh, Leia is, insinuates to Han that she knows Luke's okay. And we get the statement of Luke and Leia's theme, which is really beautiful. And I'll have more to say about that a little bit later. Um but the way it then just bleeds into the Han and Leia theme, uh, when she realizes, once Han realizes that Luke is off the market for her because they're related, and he can now be with Leia, it's it's this really kind of fun statement of the, the Han and Leia romance theme from Empire Strikes Back. So you have these two beautiful romantic pieces kind of shoved together. One is this uh, a romantic theme of family and, and sibling love into this one of kind of more romantic uh, love. Um, but then this then the track goes on into one of my favorite statements of the force theme in the entire um, in the entire saga. And it's, of course, the scene when Luke is is got Vader's funeral pyre going. And I think it's really perfect that it's a really beautiful swelling kind of victorious statement of the force theme it's to me it's kind of a bookend of the binary sunset scene right Mm -hmm. the force theme is played there for the first time and it's it's kind of glory and it has this feeling of longing but here it's kind of um it's it's played you know with this confidence this sense of purpose as if something has been won um anakin has been redeemed the force has been brought into balance and Luke is a Jedi like his father before. Exactly. So, so it's a it's just a really great statement of that Force theme. And um, in light of the, uh, the conversation we were having last week, Jason, about you know at what point does you know Anakin's body maybe disappear? 
Um, I'd like to think, and this is just my own personal headcanon, there's no right or wrong answer to this, but just with the way the music is swelling there, I'd like to think that the body was still in the Vader costume when Luke started that pyre, but once the fire starts, Anakin's body is claimed by the Force. Um, and that's the Force theme playing. So <laughs> yeah. that's my new headcanon, I mean, thanks to the music. It, it, it works. It works. There's nothing to uh, say that isn't true. So... <laughs> 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 but no, that, that that is a great piece of music. I, I do enjoy it. It's a you know, the Luke and Leia theme is a beautiful new theme for the movie. Having that bleed into the Leia, the Han and Leia theme, it's funny how she's the one that connects the two of them still um, mm. after all this time. Yeah, um, even musically, uh, and then of course we get the the Force theme. It's like these are three of the biggest. Um, these are the three big themes for our heroes in this trilogy that kind of pile one on top of the other as we kind of come to the culmination of this movie and this trilogy. Uh, and it's a really nice track. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this track more. I, I don't normally listen to it as much as I should. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to. At first, I was a little reluctant to put it on because it's there's only one new theme in it, right, which is the hunt, the Luke and Leia theme. Other than that, it's just kind of a revisiting of themes we've gotten from previous films, but but they're used differently, right? Like I do think mm-hmm. the Force theme there. One of my one of my favorite art prints, and this was the first Star Wars art print I ever bought, which was at Fan Days, which is where we met Jason, um, and it's done by Jason Palmer. And in case you all don't know who Jason Palmer is, if you recall the kind of massive piece that was at Celebration Chicago in 2019, it depicting every single film and kind of even some of the series between them. Jason Palmer did that huge, beautiful piece of, of art. Um, but I, he had one called the saga and it was just a, a kind of a, a painting of the original trilogy and the bottom corners that kind of anchor this piece on the far left is the binary sunset scene from a new hope. And on the far right, it's the scene of Luke watching the funeral pyre of Vader and it's beautiful. I, I never quite realized like how important the music is in those two themes too, right? It's it's the Force theme mm-hmm. playing, but it's being played in very different ways. We go from the young boy longing for adventure to the young man who's become a Jedi, right? It's this really beautiful uh, bookending of the, of the music itself. Yeah, no, that's a great point, and uh, it's nice to it's nice to have that revelation, you know. With, with art, that revelation about art yeah. with other art. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, think is, <laughs> I think that's a great, a great thing. Um, so I'm going to have to go back and revisit uh, Jason Palmer's uh, The Saga uh, now um, because it is, it is a great piece. Uh, but now I'm going to have to go back and look at it again uh, because of this conversation. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm here for. <laughs> it's art on art on art. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Instead of art imitating life, it's art imitating art yeah. or s- interpreting art or something. <laughs> art on art on art. Um, all right. Enough about that. Uh, let's move on. Uh, the next one I want to bring up, uh, and this is a piece of music that uh, we all enjoy. And Carl and I have talked many times about it. It is, in my opinion, the best change from the original trilogy to the special edition and that is the victory celebration. Um, the music that plays at the end uh, as all of our heroes come back together in a party in the treetops, uh, you know, and we we get the galaxy-spanning uh, celebration that we see, uh, and we have have this 
release. It's a it's a wonderful thing, and that they uh, the music is just such a, a happy, relieved celebration. Um, and I love the fact that we they have the chorus in it because it, it and it's you can distinctly hear uh, children, you can hear men, and you can hear women all kind of distinctly in their own levels during the, the track because it's giving off this impression that the galaxy is celebrating together. Um, and and that's why I just love this piece. It's such a such a really wonderful piece to kind of wrap up this whole chapter of, of the conflict and the story. Um, so yeah, it's Aside from Augie's Grand Municipal Band, it's probably my favorite closing piece of music um, in Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> it's probably my number one closing. Nope. Never mind. Empire Strikes Back. But uh, then this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such a good piece. Uh, and I'll have some more to say about it in a, in a little bit here. Awesome. Well, what's the next one you want to bring up? Uh, the next one for me is a pretty famous Return of the Jedi specific theme, which have, is uh, Parade of the Ewoks. Um, Jason, I won't lie that part of my I mean, I've always enjoyed Parade of the Ewoks ever since I first heard it, ever since I first saw the Return of the Jedi movie. But I got to say, my love of this particular track has increased quite a bit over the years because of our experience hiking around the wet redwoods. The very first time we went to California, we did a little bit of hiking uh, just south of Muir Woods, um, which isn't quite the depth of the Redwoods that we would do a, a couple years later. Um, but you were just like, hold on a second. And you just like pulled it up on your phone and just had it on repeat for like 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> so we were just playing <laughs> around. Um, and it's the perfect piece of music while you're hiking around Redwood Forest. Um, but I love it because it's. It's a really great kind of a couple things going on with what John Williams is doing musically here. And first and foremost, as it does, it just it, there's a levity to it. There's something fun and lighthearted about it. Um, but the horn section also gives you a sense of, of dignity. And this is a noble this is a noble group of people. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of instrumentation that gives it this sense of a more indigenous sound. Uh, there's a lot of woodwinds early on. Um, and then the last thing I want to say about it is just the fact that it is a march, you know, like it mm-hmm. once the theme really gets going, uh, I mean, it kind of has this this very rhythmic march to it. And kind of the way I even read that is, is like, yeah, I want to march with them, too. Right. Like you want to be part of this Ewok community because there's something dignified yet super fun about them as well. Like you want to be part of that community. So you want to march in step with this really fun theme. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I. I'm going to have more thoughts on that later. Um, so I'm going to save them for that. Uh, but uh, the next one I'm going to bring us to is is a very famous Return of the Jedi piece of music. Uh, and this is the um, the Pit of Carcoon slash Sail Barge Assault, uh, also known as the Return of the Jedi, depending on which, uh, which soundtrack you're listening to. But this is when... The the our heroes are about ready to to you know go to war against Jabba. Uh, Luke is going to rescue all of his friends, and it, of course it starts with the the trumpets just ramping up the tension in the beginning, and then it just goes full out as we get 
the Return of the Jedi with the theme going and uh, Luke, you know, catching the lightsaber from Arc 2 and it just all mayhem uh, ensues. It's it's such a good piece of music uh, and I would just be completely remiss to not mention it at all. Uh, but it is, you know, it is one of my favorite pieces of music from the Return of the Jedi soundtrack. So uh, great action and expertly executed in the film um, by John Williams. So I don't have too much more to say because it's just, I love it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that little section of trumpets, the doom, doom, right? Like kind of, like you said, Jason, building that tension and then just boom, here comes Luke's theme in all its glory, right? The trumpets just go nuts. And then so much of the action music throughout the piece um, as the cue kind of goes on it's really anchored in the in the you know Luke Skywalker theme, which is essentially the same music that we get in the opening crawls, right? It's mm-hmm. it's the Rebel theme, it's the Skywalker theme, um, and so much of even the action music, it it finds its anchor, its kind of uh, identity in the Luke Skywalker theme, because you know, like you said, Jason, the the original track title on the 1983 album release was "The Return of the Jedi," um, which. Uh, is quite true here. This is Luke stepping into that role. Um, so it's his theme kind of being played in all its glory. It's super fun. It really is. Uh, yeah. I, you can't help but get excited. And uh, when, when this music comes on. So, yeah. Um, well, the next piece of music I want to go to is my favorite action cue in return of the Jedi. And it is the battle of Endor one. Um, this is a track, Jason, I know you and I have talked about quite a bit uh, over the years, and we'll keep talking about it because it's so damn good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> but, I, oh God, Jason, hearing this live, it was incredible. Yeah. Just so incredible. Um, but, yeah, uh, this, the uh, specifically the part a little bit later on, let me... Uh, grab this right here it's yeah it starts around the one one minute 25 mark the the uh the oh my gosh well it's just playing right now i don't have to hum it because y'all can hear it but it's so good i mean just the way that it the, the strings are so earnest as this track begins and it's very much the strings are kind of doing the work initially um and then it's as, as kind of the action revs up, the rest of the orchestra catches up to it. Um, so it's really cool because I think, again, it's just the genius of John Williams. He's using this piece of action cue to tell the story we're seeing, right? They come in with this sense of determination, which to me is what those strings really represent. You know, it, it reminds me just in cadence, not necessarily music notation wise, but in cadence to the Rogue One theme, right? Like that kind of that really mm. awesome march as, you know, Jin and Cassian and the rest of the crew are kind of making their march out. It's, it's very, it's a very earnest theme that is string heavy. Um, and I love that this is also like that. It's, it's this, it gives you this sense of determination. And then as the, the trap is kind of revealed, the whole orchestra joins in of like, all right, well, we're in this now let's commit. Right. Uh, it's, it's such yeah. a great, such a great piece of music. Yeah. No, this is actually the next one I was going to talk about as well. This is this is now we're in my top three tracks uh, <laughs> for Return of the Jedi. Um, 
the Battle for Endor number one is definitely my favorite of the three Battle for Endor tracks, which are like a half an hour combined uh, of music, just the three of those, um, at least. But um, yeah, and it is largely because of this first section of the track. Uh, as the, you know, the trap is sprung at the bunker and the the rebel fleet arrives over Endor. Uh, it really is just spectacular. Just the, the music is perfect. It ramps up the tension. It ramps up the, the frenetic um, energy. And, and it just kind of explodes as the battle begins uh, musically. But you are, you're absolutely right, Carl. Hearing this live with the, the orchestra uh, playing the music, you really get a, a good sense for just how how big and how uh, powerful this piece of music is because every single instrument in the orchestra is going all out mm. uh, for this piece of music. And it's just spectacular. So it, it's, it's really great hearing it live because it really, you, you really get to hear the, the strength of it. Um, while it's definitely prominent in the mix in the movie, You've still got all the sound effects and the dialogue that are happening over the top of it. So if you really want to hear the, the full power of this piece, you got to hear it live because it's spectacular. So it really is. Uh, um, well, as we move into our top threes here, uh, this is one that I have loved for so long. And I bet you a lot of folks are going to be like WTF. Um, but, uh, it is Jabba's Baroque recital. I love the hell out of this piece of music. It is my favorite piece of source music in all of Star Wars. Um, even more than, uh, chicken in the pot, uh, as good as that is. I just <laughs> love Jabba's Baroque recital. I don't know exactly why, um, which is part of what I love about it is we were talking about this before we recorded Jason, right? But like the end of the day, music is about what, what it makes you feel. And some music makes you feel a lot. Some music just doesn't. This music makes me feel so happy and giddy and like comfortable. And I love that this is the piece of music that is playing when R2 and 3PO come into the throne room at the beginning of the movie. It 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 gives this false sense of safety and uh regality. I don't know if that's a word. Um but uh yeah, okay, I cool. Think cool. So. Um but right there's this quiet dignity to it as if you're entering like a very fancy space um and it kind of lulls you into a false sense of security here in java's palace um but yeah i just i just love it jason because i just do um yeah. oh, a, a bit of a bit of historical stuff baroque is the kind of music which is what this is based off of is the kind of music that was played in courts, whether you know, whether high society courts or actual like kingly courts, uh, when it was popular uh, back in I think it was the set fourteen and fifteen hundreds, maybe maybe seventeen hundreds. I don't remember when it was specifically, but it was played in the courts, um, and this was it was their background music, really, uh, yeah. while things were happening. So the fact that you know. It's it's kind of funny to have this this very regal kind of uh, pompous or uh, important sounding music playing in a den of thieves with Jabba the Hutt. It is a great dichotomy uh, just in the movie, but it's also kind of a fun little quirky piece of music. Uh, and I 
it's not you know one of my favorite pieces of music i enjoy it but i love how much you love it Carl. <laughs> like it that makes me happy watching you love this piece of music so much so <laughs> i think it was in 2019 when i got my spotify wrapped this was in my top 10 tracks of the year so um yeah i just I'm not surprised i love it so much um yeah it's just great to me all right um well we're on to my number two carl indeed uh, and you already played this um but Number two for me is the parade of the Ewoks. Um, Carl, you already talked about, you know, some of the, the noble aspects of it and the, the great, you know, uh, story and the way it, it really embodies the Ewoks in a way that's, that's fantastic. Um, but this piece of music is in my top two. Number one, because I just enjoy it. I think it's a great piece of music. It's a fun theme. It's really kind of one of the... <laughs> the most relaxed marches that John Williams has ever written for star Wars. Um, but I love this piece of music so much. And the reason why Carl is because I pull it out and I listen to it or I hum it every time I'm out hiking somewhere. <laughs> if I'm out hiking somewhere in nature, it's either on my, you know, in my earbuds, uh, on my phone or I'm humming it. Like, th this piece of music follows me everywhere when I'm out hiking, and I love it so much. Uh, it, it's the perfect piece of hiking music. If, if anybody, if you are a hiker, I challenge you, play this piece of music next time you're out. I don't care if it's in the redwoods or, like me, if you're surrounded by cactus. <laughs> it's still the perfect piece of hiking music. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a great piece. It fits perfectly with the Ewoks in the movie, but it's it's got that lasting staying power, and it's so high on my list because of of how much the track follows me in my in my daily life. Uh, <laughs> you know, so um, I don't have a ton else to say about it other than I love it so much, and I, I need to go hiking again so I can just bring it out into the wild once more. <laughs> Yeah, it's really good for that. You're not wrong. Um, well, I'm going to take us back uh, for my number two to a track you spoke about not too long ago. And again, it's it's Victory Celebration. Um, like you also like you said already, Jason, but I got I just got to kind of get on the same horse here and, and say the same to be true is that this is the best change I think they made in the in the special editions in 97. Um, I love Yub Nub. I think it's a super fun song. I've always enjoyed it. I was exposed to that first because I did see all the movies, the original cuts before special editions came out. But this song is just the perfect finisher to a saga, right? Yub Nub is fun, but it is not a finisher like this one is, <laughs> you know? Um, and, uh, you know, when, when George decided to go back and do the special editions, I mean, the first and the first reason he really did it was just to see where the technology was before trying the prequels. Um, but he also was determined that he was now going to finish his six-part saga. So he wanted a piece of music that felt like it could surmise the entirety of this epic saga. Yubnub doesn't do that. Um, and uh, I, again, not shade at the song, but it just doesn't fit that role like this one does. Um, and a couple of things I want to note, and you... you 
I mean, you talked about this, Jason, but there's the use of a children's choir at first, but then it becomes an adult choir. And to me, like, I see this as literally saying, like, this victory spans the gap of generations. This is for the children and this is for the adult. Like, this is the story of victory. And it's the story that this victory will endure um, to our children and our children's children um, until Disney came along and decided to tell more stories. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, uh, this story just, it, it feels so summed up here. Um, and, uh, yeah, oh my goodness. I just love it so much. Um, yes. Just this galaxy-wide victory. Um, and... The way it starts, too, it's very percussion heavy. Uh, there are a lot of woodwinds at the start of the track. Uh, again, kind of reminding us we're on Endor, um, mm-hmm. that this is where that victory kind of came from. Um, but then the music just kind of builds and swells. And, um, you know, the music kind of goes up, down, you know, right? It, it kind of kind of go up, up, down, up, 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 down, kind of like the main theme. But the way it ends right before we, you know, go into the, the credits, it ends on an actual high note. It doesn't ever come back down until it crescendos into the outro of the, of the, you know, the rebel fanfare. So even mm-hmm. this song itself, it ends on a literal high note. You know, it do, it yeah. never comes back down. We get to kind of ride out of the story in this really kind of euphoric high. And I love that for this piece of music. Yeah, it's so good. And that's a great point. Uh, I, I hadn't, I hadn't actually, I mean, I knew that, but I hadn't actually like noted that, that aspect that yes, it does go out on a high note. And I think the highest note of the piece. Um, yeah. Or at least it's the, the biggest held swell of the piece that at least at the very least but it might be the highest note of the piece i'm not sure i'm not i'm not an expert on a notation um <laughs> but yeah no it's it's so so very good and it's it's so good that it's on our list both of our lists so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's great uh well i think we're well, up to your number one then we are up to my number one. And and this is a piece of music that is only, you know, in its entirety, is only on the soundtrack. And this released the soundtrack, the, the two-disc soundtrack itself. Um, and it is the Forest Battle Concert Suite. And I, it is my favorite piece of music in Re- Return of the Jedi. Uh, it, it just is the a condensed, fun action piece of music you know and it's it has all the epic battle and fun that we get from the whole end battle of of endor condensed into a four minute you know super punch (laughs) of music (laughs) i don't know how else to describe it i like Um, super punch (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh and it just I love it so much it it, it I, I don't have a ton to say but it, it, it gets me excited it gets me engaged uh, I can't help but grin every time I hear it because I love you know the fact that it takes John Williams a quarter of the track of music to end it um, you know it takes him at least over a minute to finish it um 
but yeah, it, it's just so fun and so good. And I, I really don't have a lot to say about it, but it is my favorite. Uh, and like, like Carl, you know, you mentioned we were talking earlier. There's just some stuff that you just feel and you just know it's your favorite. And especially when it comes to music, that's very true. Not only in Star Wars music, but across all genres. And this is definitely that for me when it comes to Return of the Jedi and Star Wars music in general. It's one of my favorite pieces in all of Star Wars, and it's my favorite piece of music from Return of the Jedi. So there you have it. There you go. Yeah. Well, I just, yeah. I mean, it does literally take about a minute and a half to end. <laughs> like George, John yes. Williams just kind of keeps like, okay, here it comes. Wait, no, no, no. Here it comes. No, wait, here it comes. Wait, nope. Now again! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He has a great time bringing this one to a close. It's so fun. That was the only disappointment from seeing Return of the Jedi in concert is that I did not get to see this piece of music played live. I have yet to see this piece of music played live, and I think I might die and go to heaven if I see this music played live. (laughs) I mean, you've heard all of it throughout the movie, I mean, it's just it's it's taking elements of the Battle of Endor music from the actual forest battle and yes. putting it all into a concert suite. So you've you've heard all of these movements except for the ending. That that minute and a half ending is unique specifically to the piece. Yes. Well, <laughs> yes, but I I mean specifically the concert suite. I sure. want to hear this concert suite live. Fair. I need I need that. I need that, Carl. I'm trying to remember <laughs> if they played that at the Star Wars in concert series. That um, that was still one of the coolest things I've still ever been to. Oh, I feel like they may have actually played have. it there. I think um, they did. Yeah, I think they did. Did I, you? So I have heard it live, but that yeah. was like twelve. That was in two thousand and nine. I want to say. So yeah, it was God. a while ago. Um, I really wish they do it again. Um, Me too. And, and they've got all these other movies to now add to it, too. It'd be so great. Um, yeah. Maybe one day. Uh, but yeah. But I do think that they played it at that concert, if, if I'm not You're mistaken. Right. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, What's well, your favorite, Carl? Uh, to no surprise to you, I'm sure, or anybody who's been with the show for a while, because I love me my romantic pieces. Uh, my favorite piece of music from Return of the Jedi is the Luke and Leia theme. Uh, it's amazing. I listen to this track pretty regularly. Um, this Yo- and Yoda's theme are probably the two most pieces of Star Wars music I play. Um, I love them so much for very different reasons. Um, but I, I love this theme because it is just it, like so many of the other John Williams themes. It's in that that spirit of, of romanticism. Um, but it's a different type of romance. Um, it is a different type of love track. This is not the Han and Leia theme. There's not that burning passion of, uh, you know, uh, a fiery knight and a, you know, a, an ardent princess. This is a much more mature theme about two siblings understanding their importance together. Um, it's a very mature theme in, in that regard. And I love it for that. Um, and I know I've told this story in the past, Jason, but when I was fortunate enough uh, in, I think it was 2016, I s- went and saw the Boston Pops play while being conducted by John Williams. And it was all Star Wars music and mostly Force Awakens music because we were just coming off of, you know, uh, episode seven. 
But when he played the Luke and Leia theme before it started, he was talking about how he always thought though they would end up together. He thought Luke and Leia were a better romantic fit than Han and Leia. So when he started writing a love theme for them, that's what this was meant to be. It was meant to be a love theme. But then George was like, oh, no, no, they're actually siblings. And he was like, all right, going to stay with what I had, though, because it's, it's, it's this song that elicits their kind of nobility. Um, and they kind of are right They're They're offsprings of a, of a Jedi Knight and a f- famous queen, really. Um, I mm-hmm. mean, these are noble children who now have a very noble task before them. Um, and I think that's just what's so beautiful about this piece of music. And uh, yeah, I could listen to it pretty much every day and often do. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it is a gorgeous, gorgeous piece of music. And, uh, you know, it, it's not, it's not the type of music that generally, you know, uh, catches me. Obviously you and I have very different musical tastes when it comes to Star Wars music, but it is, you know, every time it plays, I, I have to let it play out. I, I can't skip it though. It, it still catches me. Uh, and it, there's a maturity, and a nobility, as you said, to it that is really wonderful uh, to hear and to experience. So, and you're right. I'm not surprised that this is your favorite track <laughs> in Return of, from Return of the Jedi. Uh, yeah, well, I would be have been surprised if it wasn't. <laughs> and you know what's funny is is we don't even get we don't even get this theme until about an hour and twenty ish minutes into the movie, right? I mean, we first. The only time we don't even hear it a lot, we hear it when Luke and Leia are having their conversation about their parentage and their family life on the Ewok Village. That's the first time you hear it, um, and then you get a couple statements of it later in the movie when Leia is telling Luke about, or excuse me, she's telling Han about it. But that's really it. Um, and I love. God, do we get a tease of it when Luke realizes that Leia is his sister when he's on Dagobah with Obi Wan? can't remember if we get a tease of it there i think we get leia's theme maybe okay maybe that's it i think when he's like leia leia's my sister yeah i'm pretty sure it's leia's theme not the luke and leia theme um yeah that would make sense i'm yeah i'm pretty sure it's just her theme um man but uh yeah uh I, i i love the way John Williams brought it back for the luke and leia reunion in last jedi it's just beautiful um yes it just so, and it even has a deeper sense of maturity to it in that in that part. But the thing I like about the concert suite of it as well is there is kind of this melancholy section in the middle, and to me it is it's it's probably the melancholy of them making sense of where they come from, and th- that's something they're going to have to deal with now, right? Um, yeah. It's going to be easier for Luke. It's going to be really hard for Leia. But then that melancholy section goes back into kind of the the beauty the beauty of the romance of they have each other now, though. So even though there will be melancholy, they'll figure it out together. Um, is to me kind of how I hear the language of that of that piece being played, um, which is just great. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. Well, there you have there it. You have Some it. of our favorite tracks from Return of the Jedi. Absolutely. Uh, I'm so happy that we got to spend this time with Return of the Jedi. Um, thank you, Carl, for, for uh, you know, humoring 
me and my favorite Star Wars movie all month long um, <laughs> and everyone else. Uh, so I, I really appreciate it. Uh, we had a blast, but um, I think we're about Return of the Jedi out. So we're going to gonna put this one on the shelf for a while, probably. Come back to later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a lot of Return of the Jedi in the, in the last month. Um, and, and no complaints about it. It's been fun, but ready for ready for other things now. Um, absolutely. And to that end, um, got some pretty exciting, uh, guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. So, um, next week, my friend Tyler's coming back. He joined me last year around this time, uh, to talk about the new Jedi order series. Um, for folks who follow us on social media, um, every May I read nothing but Star Wars books. So this last May I read a curated list of the new Jedi order. I did not do all 19 books. Um, I did the same thing with the legacy of the force series, which is ultimately the story of Jason solo becoming Darth Kytus and all of that. Um, so Tyler's going to come back on. We're going to talk about what that experience was like. Talk about that story. So if you are a star Wars legends fan, you are definitely going to want to check out that episode next week. Um, and even if you've never read the series, but you would just like to know more about it, come and join us. Um, and then in two more weeks, uh, we're actually going to be joined by Tyler's wife, uh, my good friend, Steph, who is the biggest Thrawn fan I know. Um, she knows more about Thrawn than anybody I've ever encountered. So Steph is going to join us in two weeks to talk just kind of the, the two the Zahn trilogies of, of Thrawn, the newer, the newer ones, not the uh, Heir to the Empire stuff, but the... Um, the newer ones. Um, and Jason, I know you also loved those stories as well. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to have a great conversation with Steph in a couple of weeks about, uh, about our boy Thrawn. So if you are a Thrawn, a Thrawn fan, you're definitely going to want to be, be in tune for that. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, re-listening to, to both of those Thrawn trilogies right now in preparation for that. Uh, <laughs> very excited for it. Um, I, I will not be on next week uh, for the the uh, discussion with uh, for the. Uh, now my brain is just like you won't be here for Legacy of the Force because you've never read it. <laughs> like, Legacy of the Force, yeah. I read it oh. like when it was coming out, but oh, it's been okay. like fifteen years since I've read the books. Yeah, that so that series wrapped in I think two thousand six or seven. So yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I read them as they were coming out. I have not read them since then. So I, I don't remember. I remember like very specific moments, but that's it. I couldn't tell you any details. So, and I did. I did not reread them. Um, so I will not be joining Carl next week. Um, however, what I will be doing between now and and the you know the Thrawn episode is I'll be at Phoenix Fan Fusion, uh, which is the new name for Phoenix Comic Con, and that's actually happening this weekend. Um, my our buddy our buddy Kyle Baca, friend of the show, Kyle Avery and uh Tim Jirasi. Uh we're gonna be out there and we have a couple of panels that we're gonna be running. So if you are uh in the Phoenix area and coming to Fan Fusion, definitely look us up. Uh, I've got two uh one panel on Friday and two on Saturday, and uh we'll post uh the details of that panel in our on our social media here this week ahead of the the convention so um should have some fun audio from that so hopefully some bonus episodes coming in the future for you uh from phoenix uh fan fusion plus also some good pictures because uh the whole you know the the big three from clone wars are going to be there ashley Eckstein, james arnold taylor and matt lanter 
And uh, we're going to do a photo op with them. So you'll definitely see that. Plus, awesome. I'll be in costume at least one of the days. Um, so it'll be good. Excellent. But that'll wrap up all everything going on uh, this episode. Carl, if people want to weigh in on their favorite Return of the Jedi music or anything else that we've got going on that they want to talk about, where can people reach us? Uh, well, we are on Instagram at the Wampuslur. You can also follow us on Twitter at Wampuslur Podcast. Excuse me, just Wampuslur. <laughs> Get confused. And then you can email us at wampuslurpodcast at gmail.com. Even after 11 years, we still mess it up, folks. We're not perfect. <laughs> um, and uh, anything else before we close down this episode? Happy anniversary, Return of the Jedi. Happy anniversary. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to this episode of the Wampa Whistler Podcast. This has been episode number 514, Favorite Return of the Jedi Tracks. For Carl, I'm Jason, and we'll see you next time here in the Wampa's Lair. <laughs>